We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spider-Man. You get all the attention now. Ooh, I like that. Spider-Man. That might be called new nickname. Swider basket in a foul. Eddie Casey. Swider. Answer back. Swider from deep. Laces the three. Swider. And one. Count the bucket. Welcome back to the Swider Show, everyone. I know. I know we promised a guest this week, but... I mean, we just had some bad luck. We've had a lot of people who were busy. Hey, and it's basketball season, Patty. We've gotten a lot of great basketball this past week, and uh, a good two and zero start for the Syracuse Orange, man. I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. And uh, shout out to Red Austin for his first two wins as the Syracuse men's basketball head coach. But I wasn't able to watch the games. Obviously, I was able to watch some highlights. Patty, what are your early impressions of uh, the Syracuse Orange? Um. I don't know. It's it's weird. The first, my very first impression was turn on the game on Monday night, and you see that court, you see the dome. The fact they're not in the zone, it still threw me off. Like I watched, I watched the <laughs> exhibition games, but it's still just different. Um, not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but there is just like there's so much turnover from last year too. Not even on, not only on the sideline, but on the court. But I don't know if if nothing else, like they're just going to be a very fun team to watch. I know I was talking to you about it, but. Um, they just have these spurts where, especially the backcourt with like JJ and Judah, it's like they go toe to toe with literally any backcourt in the in the country, and um, they just played Canisius. Canisius is how you say it, right? I was watching the game like Can- low volume, so I didn't hear our guy Matt Park yeah, pronouncing it right. Canisius, yeah. Canisius. Um, they were pretty good. They were solid, but ultimately it was just like JJ and Judah not being the best players on the court, and that's kind of like what what took them over the top, but. Yeah, no, I saw I saw Judah going a little twelve point. Uh, like he scored twelve points in a row, and mm-hmm. obviously JJ JJ comes in heralded as a Syracuse kid. It seems like he's been playing well. So, yeah, man, it, happy to be two and zero. Obviously, I don't know this one against Colgate is always tricky, but yeah, I feel, I feel good about it. I we we, we uh, I'm not I'm not gonna call this a must win because it's the third game of the season, but I just I just want to beat them. I just yeah, beat you can't. The past two years, I I know yeah. I start like. Our team started the the, the trend losing to Colgate, yeah. But um, just being up seventeen to two against Colgate our year, and then end up blowing it. But no, you it's can't all good. let the Raiders have a, a three peat at the dome. It just can't happen. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm predicting a blowout. I don't know how good Colgate is, but I know that I did the same thing behind the mic last year. But I think it'll go. I think it'll go better. I. Uh, a, fun, a quick funny story from Patty Casey. So, um, <laughs> from me, 
this is this is from you. So, not not from you, but it's a story. I said it. Yeah, that includes yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know exactly where I'm going. So I actually don't. I'm, I'm our, excited to hear this. My one year at Syracuse, Patty was like, I feel like we're gonna go up like 17 to two against Colgate and just blow them out. Yeah. The score was legit 17 to two. I picked. No, up, I think I, I said 22 five. And it was 22 to five. It was 22 to five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I picked up my third foul. They just went on this huge run. They mm-hmm. started making all the threes that they were missing. And they, uh, they ended up putting up 100 on us, and, and, and we lost. But it's all good. It's in the past. Obviously, we, we've talked about our series this season enough. But, um, but yeah, Patty, what's, what's been going on with you, man? How's the 9-5 to five life? And like, like, we, like we said before, sorry, 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 Patty, for cutting you off. But like we said before, no guests this week. We're sorry. Uh, we had a huge guest planned. He, uh, all of our schedules are, are busy, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, no, we, I mean, we we'll know have some guests coming like, up for you guys next week. Yeah. When when the basketball season picks up, that's when our main guests get a little busier. But it'll be worth the wait. I think people know that. A hundred percent. We'll get some good content out there, and coming up, we definitely will. But um, the big news in the Swatter world this week is: Aren't you in South Dakota for the first time? I mean, I know the answer, but I'm just I trying am. to make it sound like more conversive. I am, man. I'm in South Dakota for the first time. Got out here yesterday. Um, and, man, it's, it, it gives me, like, a little bit of, like, a Syracuse vibe. Gives me a little bit of a, like, like my mom went to University of New Hampshire, a little bit of, like, a Durham, New Hampshire vibe. Right. Um, it's not as bad as people say. Uh, I got a nice one-bedroom apartment. It's the first time I've ever had that. So. Oh, you have an apartment? That's that's a, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Apartment. I'll show up. I'll show you after, Patty. I'll show you after after the yeah, show. But, you got to show around. Um, Maybe we can do a Swatter yeah. Show YouTube tour. South Dakota <laughs> Department. But I think but the question cruise. on everyone's mind there is, uh, how is it going from Miami to South Dakota? Man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a blue-collar guy. I've always... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like I kind of I like both scenes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was obviously in L.A. last year, uh, Miami this year. and uh, But the year before that, I was in Syracuse. No, no offense to Syracuse. I love Syracuse. It's like a second home to me, but it's not like the destination spot for a lot of people. Kind of not. Kind of like Sioux Falls into that, the destination. Yeah, spot. especially. But also, this I, time I, of year. I, I'm a simple guy too, though. Uh, I found my. You know, we've had. I found my. Found some of my healthy eating spots already. What uh, are you hitting? The grocery store. We, Do they have kava in uh, South Dakota? No way. Man, Dig? I wish. I wish they did. I wish they did, man. But. uh I got this spot, Crispin Green, today. It was fire. Um, there's a place called Co-op, which is kind of like a Whole Foods. Oh, okay. I'll that up, Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember the disappointment yeah, I, in your eyes last year when I uh, visited L.A.? And you're like, dude, I got a great spot to show you. And then we pulled up to Cava. I was like, oh, I go here all the time in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably could have played that, that off better for the, the surprise factor. But, uh, no, I know you're scoping out all those <laughs> spots. Yeah, you know me. So... I actually, like, before that, I actually knew there was Kava in New York, so I don't know why I was gassing it up like that. But it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, man, exciting week of basketball. But it's not – the first week of bas- college basketball is not the same without the, the Legends Classic, huh? That's the first topic on the agenda here and why I keep looking down at, at my phone because, like, I think we got to start with that. What is going on with the first week of college basketball? Like, do you think, do you think it's because coaches don't want to lose – that's why they're not playing like the bigger time opponents, or what? I don't know, man. It's it, it's one of those things where like no no team is going to be ready the, that first that first game. 
right? So you're either putting yourself in a great position after the first game or not a great position. But you look at Michigan State, they play against yeah. James Madison and lose a game at home against James Madison. If they lose to Kentucky or if they lose to uh, Duke that first game, then, then no one's giving them that, that type of right. criticism the first game. So Did you watch that oh, game I, at all? I see both. I didn't. I wasn't able to watch that game. There was a crazy, like, the guy just hit the biggest balls three ever at the end. They're up by one, and they kicked it <laughs> out to this guy who had zero points, and he just drilled a three to put them up by four. That's unbelievable. I, I, that's, that's like, I hate that for Michigan State. The guy who has zero points just, just drops. Yeah, that was, you drafted that, like, the worst feelings in basketball draft that you robbed, but... Yeah, that is just the worst. As soon as he's kicked out to him, like if you're a Michigan State fan, you're like, oh, this guy's not hitting it. And then he just drilled it. Whap! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, the Champions Classic is what, next week? Next Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's not the same. He used to open up with that when it was like like De'Aaron Fox and those guys just lighting up the garden. Even like Tyrese Maxey, like he had a big first yeah. game. And that kind of put him on the map. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's such a great great place for these kids to get put on the map and then all of a sudden it's like all right like there's eyeballs on you now big time after that first game right like i remember i remember manuel quickly had a big game um all these guys went up being first round picks right mm-hmm. like they kind of start their career off it is uh, uh and i i remember the, like the, the most impressive champions classic to me was zion's Zion uh, game yeah duke yeah that's exactly zion, where duke, i was going like, that that made that made the zion camp like mm-hmm. that—that that made Zion like the person that he was in college basketball, and like we, we were looking at him as to be like the next icon. Obviously, it hasn't worked out that way, mm-hmm. I, mostly due to injuries. But man, Zion—that one year of college basketball started off with that that Champions Classic. Well, that was nuts, it's unbelievable. So I guess the converse argument was like after that, I remember everyone was like, "Well, Kentucky sucks," and like you're <laughs> you're now a teammate. Everyone was like, "Oh, Tyler Hero has a bust," but then to our point. By the end of the season, I think they ended up being like a two seed. Like it's so far, yeah. it, like so early in the season that you could just easily recover from it. No one really cares. A hundred percent. And like you saw us with our Syracuse team, you know how a basketball season goes. You're not the same team at the beginning of the year that oh, you are at the exactly. end of the year. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was a totally different player at Syracuse the first game compared to the last game. Like, it's yeah, just, everyone it's just a was. part of a season. Yeah, that's the other good point about Cuse this year. I think like with the more time they get. I, I am predicting no matter where they finish in the ACC, I think they're going to get like a giant win, like knock someone off who's, who's towards the top of the conference. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Patty, okay, do you see this team throwing in some zone? Do, like, can you see that? With, with they the did, they did play a little bit of it the other night, I believe. I don't know if that was the other night yeah. or in one of the exhibitions, but um, I don't know. It could go, kind of go either way because Naheem is just like, the biggest guy on the court at all times. So it's like you could play zone and funnel everything that way, or they were being like super aggressive in a man man the other day because you just have this like security blanket of a seven foot four kid right at the hoop. Yeah, and there's no defense of three seconds. Like it's, that's one thing I always forget about college basketball. Oh, that that's true. Naheem can literally sit in there. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, like I remember Florida, Florida State plays their seven foot. Seven foot three guys, like very weirdly, and yeah. it's, it's it's worked for them. I'll give them credit. They used to switch those guys out on point guards and just have them guard point guards. Like, yeah. It was like the craziest thing ever. Um, I don't think Red would do that. I think Red would stay more of like a drop drop coverage. But yeah, that's what they were doing the last well, two games. 
They're so. mixing a little bit of a press too. Like it was kind of, I don't know. You could tell it was sort of early. It was like bare bones, but I think I think there's something there with that too. Depending on certain yeah, lineups, sure. Malik looked very good. I'm not just saying that because he's wearing my number, but um, yeah, he's one of my favorite players on the team. Yeah, um, no, he, he uh, he's obviously coming off an injury and, and he he's not 100 percent yet, but. Malik's always been a very intriguing prospect for me just because his length, his attitude. Like, I, I think he's a very hard worker and does the right things. So, I've always said the sky's the limit for, for yeah, Malik. Yeah, 100%. Everything he does is additive. But, Swider, uh, we haven't done this in a while, but with no guest, I wanted to, to mix in a mailbag question. And this is Still. very – this is from a little while ago. I think it was from the last time we did, like – might have been from the live show, honestly. And that's why I always say okay. if you send in a mailbag question – we're going to read it on the show. And I saw this a while ago. Doesn't uh, Couldn't be a more perfect time for it. So it says, for Cole and Pat, I appreciate that. What was the best opening game of a season you ever had, and what made it the best? I could go first question, if you'd man. like me to answer. Yeah, yeah, go first, Patty. Um, mine, shockingly, was the only plot time I played high-level Division One basketball, and I checked in against Lafayette, felt like a my player. Got the ball, shot it, and it went in the hoop. <laughs> that would be my, uh, yeah, I think I'd go with that answer. As much as I love Division yeah. Two, eighth grade, high school <laughs> hoops, I think uh, my debut at the Dome, official debut at the Dome, I'd have to go with that. I've seen, I've watched that video myself maybe 400 times, so, yeah, I don't know. What's yours? Yeah, there's probably two games that stick out in my mind. Um we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, yeah, so the first game I saw from year at Villanova, we played against Army. And after my freshman year at Villanova, I was really down, worked super hard that whole entire summer. And had 18 and I think seven against Army in my first game in my sophomore year. So that was that was a, a great first game. And then I would also say the Lafayette game because for me that felt like like a revival of myself. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was finally able to like play again, play freely. Uh, Coach Beheim gave me the gave me the, the green light to go out there and play. I, I didn't really have a great game, but I mean statistically I had a, I had a decent game, but. I, I just felt like so free and just able yeah. just, to, just to go out there and play. So I would say those two games stick out in my head as best opening games for sure. Dude, there's there's nothing better than like playing well in your first game of the season. Like your yeah. sophomore year, you're looking at your averages. It's 18.0, yeah. 7.0. Uh-huh. 
66 from three. Like you're like I might I'm about just, to get drafted. I'm, yeah, I might just stay at this the entire year. Like there's there's yeah. no reason I would miss shots. Yeah, basketball doesn't work out like that, man. I've seen a lot yeah. of people have great games and then yeah. yeah. Um, that was a good question though. Some good answers by good us question. as well. Yeah. NBA talk, real quick, dude. Wemby, I think. About it, man. Was that was that the leading story on the court this this week? We got to talk about the Harden trade too. I want to hear your take on that. But uh, yeah, the highlights of Wemby against Phoenix were just like terrifying. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Man, it, it kind of reminded. I mean, Wemby didn't hit like a walk up three against us, but like just some of like the alien like plays that he makes out there is just ridiculous. Like, there's no way a seven foot, four, five, six guy should be able to do all that stuff. It is crazy. It is not human-like. Um, I would say, though, that like, they always say like records are meant to be broken. Like, the rec- like no matter like what the record is, like eventually it, it will be broken over time, right? Like, they said Kareem's record wasn't going to be broken. It gets broken by LeBron. Right. Um, the triple-double like thing was basketball. always like that. The triple-double thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always, like... I think in my mind, it just shows me that there's so many more levels of a basketball player that we haven't even seen yet. Like, the evolution of the game is just going to keep evolving and growing. Like, like Shaq, if Shaq was born today, he probably isn't, like, the dominant force that he would be. Like, he's going to get, like, he's going to get trained to be a guard, right? Like, from a young age. Like, it's just like... Oh, you just mean, like, stylistically? Stylistically, yeah, because Mm -hmm. a guy like Shaq doesn't get drafted. Like, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Oscar Deshibwe and Kofi Coburn, those guys get drafted in the top five in 1985, 1984. Right. Now those guys don't even get drafted, so how are you going to train your kid? How are you going to train that that kid coming up? You're going to train him like Wenby, who's the number one pick and he's going to make a gazillion dollars playing basketball, mm-hmm. or are you going to train him to be a, a on-the-block on the big that's outdated and just works in college? Mm-hmm. Actually, question for you on that topic. What's your take on... I think a lot of people watch Wemby and their first takeaway is like, why is he just standing at the three-point line and why isn't he in the post and why is he shooting threes? Do you think, because me personally, I think this year and like next he should just shoot like seven threes a game. Because then <laughs> if it's like, if it works out like Embiid where he used to be like that and now, I don't know, I just think people even now, Embiid's a good example, they're still like, okay, if he shoots a three, then the defense is happy, but... It's like in football when you like have to run the ball sometimes. It's like he's going to have to somewhat take some possessions off. So if his possession off is being a 38% three-point shooter when he's like six years into his career, then I think it's worth working out the kinks now. I agree. I think, like you said, there has to be a variability in your game. And I think Joel Embiid has done a great job of like knowing like throughout the season, like, all right, I can settle for jump shots this part of the season. I need to... Like, obviously in the playoffs, he's going to have to exert himself more and get into the paint because shots really don't fall in the playoffs because, like, you're spending so much energy on defense and game plan and and you're you're so tired at that point of the season. But also, like, as Victor's body develops, he'll be able to play down low. I I don't think it's... I don't think it's a lack of skill. I think it's a lack of just body development. Like, we, we forget that he's 19. Right. He's 18, 19 years old. Like... At, at the end of the day, like, you just got to think about every single good player, they come into, besides LeBron, they come into the, the league not ready physically. And you have to develop that 
your right. body and by the time he's by the time he's 23 his body will be ready to get into the post and bang and, and do all those things like he's obviously able to go down there and get some rebounds and catch out of the oops but i don't think he's strong enough and i think he knows that and that's why he kind of settles for threes sometimes because he doesn't want to get knocked off balance and right um like he's playing to his strengths which is smart yeah that's a good answer i hadn't even thought of it really like physically but he is just yeah. a freak. There's times where he just turns around and just dunks it over someone like they're playing like a little tight hoop. No, it's it's honestly ridiculous. Like the, the dunk he had over Thomas Bryant in our game, like I was like sitting like right there, like I was like, "There's no way this is possible." Right. Yeah, it's it's like nothing anyone's ever seen before. Um, the other thing was the Harden trade. Were you surprised to see that? I feel like no one was no, really I, surprised to see it. Yeah, I, were you I was surprised, surprised by the return? I, no. I mean, honestly, I, I think it was a good trade for both sides, right? And I think Philly will be able to use those assets this year to, to get another player. You, mm-hmm. you look at teams like Chicago. You look at teams like Toronto. Look at some of these teams that like may not end up being the teams that they want to be by the trade deadline. Right. I bet there's a lot of sellers at the trade deadline this year because with, with the new tax aprons, like with the luxury taxes and everything like that, like teams are going to sell off their best players to stay underneath the aprons and not get not get taxed. Like the Bulls are a luxury team; they're not anywhere close to being a championship contending team. The Raptors, I don't I don't think they're I don't think they're a tax apron team. I don't think they're a luxury team. But at the same time, like they're they're, spe- they're spending a lot of money on those guys. And and when you have those guys, you either extend them or you have to trade them because they're they're able to walk in free agency. So. I think there'll be a lot of teams selling at the trade de- deadline this year just because of the new uh, luxury luxury uh, tax deal. So uh, if you're watching on Zoom, you can see that I was just nodding ahead, but I have no idea what tax apron means. Is that just like a certain number? That, yeah. Is that just the, the salary cap? You can't go over it now? Is it more strict? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the new C- CBA. So the new CBA basically um, limits teams from going – Getting a competitive advantage for, for example, like a Golden State or uh, Steve Ball with the Clippers, they could pay a little bit more money, um, and those take the those take the fines that come with it, right? Um, some of these smaller teams and smaller owners that they, they don't want to take those fines, they don't want to pay the extra luxury tax. Um, I, I think so. You got to get off those guys. Year, you got to get off those guys. Mm-hmm. I think last year, if Jordan Poole were to stay, then no, Golden State would. Would have had to pay four hundred and thirty-six million dollars in salary this year, when they really only have like I think two hundred million in salary because the the yeah so is that high? So that's, that was probably when they made. They would have won like what one hundred and fifty percent over it, or one hundred twenty-five percent. Yeah, is that math right? Something crazy. Yeah, maybe not. So so basically, the CBA created rules about the first apron, the second apron, and like a hard cap. Okay. So you can't you can't spend over a certain amount of money. It comes into play next year, and that's why you saw some of these weird deals like Joe Harris getting traded to the Pistons for two second round picks. It's like Joe Harris. To the Pistons oh, so is that kind of round. affecting oh, the guys on the fringes a little bit more? It is, and it's also affecting. There's there's no mid level like players anymore. Like no one's getting paid fifteen million. No one's getting paid ten million. Everyone's getting paid the minimum or the wrong oh, okay. big contract. We actually, I think it's, we might have it, talked about this on the pod, so I apologize if this screw, is a duplicate conversation, but I think it's useful. It screws right the middle, yeah, it screws the middle guy, you know what I mean? I think, 
I love Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, big big time Syracuse guy, got paid a bag this summer, and and he he earned it, right? But I think the difference between him and Torrey Craig, there's a difference. Jeremy Grant is a better player than Torrey Craig, right? But is it a thirty million dollar difference? Yeah. Like Torrey Craig's on the minimum, and Jeremy Grant's on a thirty million or thirty two million dollar deal. Like that's just it's just crazy. That uh, that kind of screw over the teams too, then, right? Because it's less like tradable guys. I feel like those guys in the fifteen to twenty three million range is usually when they're getting tossed in for like affordable deals. Yeah, I think it also like kind of prevents trades. Like for example, like we have a thirty million dollar player in Kyle Lowry. Um, let's say hypothetically he was thrown into a trade last year. We were able to get Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and D'Angelo Russell for Russell Westbrook's contract. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you, there's not, like, Malik Beasley was on a $15 million deal. Well, yeah, not, now, now isn't he on, like, million. a $3 million deal? Isn't he on a minimum yeah. with the Bucks or no? Yeah. He's, on, he's on slightly over a minimum with the Bucks. That's crazy. So, yeah. So it's just hard. It's like, kind of wild to, to put that in perspective now that the season started. There's a bunch of starters making, like, four mil. 100%. I'm looking at that. How are those guys, you know, affording housing and whatnot? <laughs> when you're only making $6 million a year to play basketball, like... It's absolutely know, ridiculous. You're, almost pay- you're like pay- paycheck to paycheck, essentially. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Couldn't be me. Yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> um, as far as other on-the-court stuff besides Wemby, the only other thing is uh, our guy Adam Lewis is not here. He was busy with... Some uh, important stuff out in L.A. because he's making yeah. big-time big moves. He's a big baller now. But yep. he's feeling great about the Celtics. I think the Celtics, probably the Nuggets, I guess, have won the, the first two weeks. Have you been watching much like of other hoops besides when you're on the bench for Miami? Yeah, no, I, I always love watching the NBA. Um, yeah, I would say those teams are the best, like the teams that look the best right now. But it's a good thing you don't win a championship in November, right? I think I said this last, last time. Of course. So, yeah, you, you you could win an in-season tournament in December, but when you talk about a, oh, yeah. a championship. How did I not write you, that down? What was that like? Did it feel any different? It didn't feel any different. The court was different, but the game the game felt the same. Obviously, we, we were playing the Wizards. Obviously, the Wizards have a great young core, and, and, they'll, and they'll be really good in the future. But right now, it's not. Uh, yeah, I they're not winning many I, games. I, yeah. They uh they're not in a, in a state of of trying to like win, so it wasn't it wasn't very it wasn't very different besides the court. It's kind of funny how a bunch of guys like I saw um who was it oh Bones Highland and then Dame they asked them about it and they were both just like yeah we don't really know what's going on we're just trying to play <laughs> like but, but with I, the games. I will say though, like the more and more like we're getting into it, like I do like the idea. Like I think I think it's gonna end up being like a really cool thing. Like, like just it's just something different. It's something different to think about. Like obviously nothing's ever gonna re- replace the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Like the team who wins the in-season tournament. Like I think the only interesting part that Tyrese Halliburton stated was like it would be pretty cool if the winner of the in-season tournament uh, got an automatic bid to the playoffs.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I I was thinking like I wonder how many times the team that wins wouldn't be on track to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? But um, like would it be one of the fourteen worst teams in the league? But it's kind of just like a why not thing. Like if they're gonna make it anyway, it doesn't affect them. But then like if a team that's like say the Magic this year are like fringing around like the ten seed in the East, which I know gets in as playoffs. But then if they win the play-in yeah. or the in-season tournaments, like all right, we're in. I do kind of like that. It would give it more like a um, conference tournament NCAA type feel, whereas like an automatic yeah. bid. Yeah, I, I like it too because at the end of the day, you're gonna have to play in the playoffs, right? So it shouldn't determine your seed. But let's say like like you just like screw on the season, you're eight seed. All right, now you have to play the you know you have to play the Celtics in the first round. <laughs> like yeah, like there's probably no team that feels good sure. about that besides like a Miami Heat. You know what I mean? Like, right. So. Yeah. It's a house of horrors for them. But I do think uh, you can't really have it both ways. Like, people for so long have complained about the regular season and load management and all those things, and now that they're trying to actually do something to prevent it and make a game in the last week of October slash first week of November mean something, then you can't really complain about it. I like the idea. Yeah. No, I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's grown on me. At first I was like, all right, come on. And then the cash prizes are pretty cool. And then the two ways get half the cash cash prizes, so let's, let's go heat. That's who we're pulling for. The yeah. actual thing is in Vegas, right? In what December? Yep, the final four is in Vegas, so that'd be cool. Yep, Swider Show, no uh, strangers to Vegas. Nope. Yeah, no, I think the season tournament's a great idea. Like you said, like the, the, there will be a champion. Like they, there will be a like a very competitive championship. I think because a the money prize is pretty significant, and b um, I think these teams like want to create a culture, especially like Sacramento, uh, a team that hasn't like OKC who hasn't like made a deep run in the playoffs. I think yeah, they'll have their sights set on it for sure. All that stuff's gonna matter. So, no, nah, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited to see see how it how it uh, comes out. And it's, it'll be a part of the NBA culture pretty soon. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I think I think that's that's good for this week. Um, great episode, Patty, as always. Episode 52 now. 52, that's that's a full year of episodes, Patty. It really is. A full week, like full 52 weeks. 52 weeks of There's been a full episodes. year catalog of the Swider Show. Hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. But for all that's planned right now, I'm going to be playing our first G League game on Saturday. Going to start the G League season, and then I'll be back and forth throughout the season. We'll always keep you guys up to date here on the Swider Show. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We will have a guest coming up soon. I'm hoping next week we'll have a guest. I will say, I, I feel like there's times where I, I promise things. I'm like, oh, we could put this in the tweet. We could, and then I forget about the highlight of the picture. I will remember to tweet out the link to your game because I always get that question like, oh, how can we watch the the G League games? It's very easy. You just go on the site. But uh, from the Swider Show, we could tweet that link out. You can like follow that. the schedule. You could download the apps. Um, and, yeah, you could check it out because you guys have one of the coolest courts not only in the G League, but in, in all of basketball. Don't you guys play at the Pentagon? Yeah, we do. And the, the Q's mm-hmm. is actually coming here December 17th. 
So. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep, the Cuse will be here. Mm-hmm. For the listeners that watch College Hoops and have seen it like this week, it's the court that when they play College Game, there's 17 three-point lines. <laughs> that is but, true. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that link that out. Um, also, and, College Basketball Preview was last week. Jake Marsh, if you missed that, go download it. Very good episode with him. But and, uh, Patty, you, yeah. would, you, you would love this gym. It's a shooter's gym. The Pentagon is a shooter's gym. Oh, yeah, close wall. Right. Soft rims. Good lighting. Yep. You would love it. Great nets. They always have great nets. But, again, appreciate you guys for tuning in this week. Another great episode. We're going to kick it over to Patty for the, the end of the show, as always. Go Orange. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. At Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, swidershow at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week. Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast and our executive producer, it's Adam Lewis. Swider Show was created by Cole Swider, Patty Casey, and producer Adam Lewis. All rights reserved. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week.